0: This week, in the parish of exchanges and market structure, Binance pushing for an SRO, while we ponder, is BNB, short for Bank Noose on Binance. As Euroclear enjoys a record year, ICE are facing a Black Knight spin-off, while we're looking forward to options at Tadabool, and SIBO spreading their options products across Europe. My name is Patrick L. Young. Welcome to the Bourse Business Weekly Digest. It's the Exchange Invest Weekly Podcast, episode 181. <laughs> good day ladies and gentlemen from a slightly windy studio today this is a very brief reduction of highlights amongst the key headlines from the week in market structure all the analysis of the many events and happenings from the past seven days can be found in exchange Invests daily subscriber newsletter the unique guide to the bourse business sent daily to your inbox more details at exchangeinvest.com. Over in the distributed chaos of BitCarnage, crypto is getting divorced from its banking counterparts. Binance now appears to be entirely out of US dollars, for instance, while there are now luxury rehab centres offering therapy for crypto addiction, according to BBC News. That, if nothing else, reminds us this has been a millennial-centric bubble, despite some of us eschewing electronic money for decades. The Super Brawl, America's largest festival of TV advertising, passed last Sunday, and it was a crypto-free year, unlike the 2022 bitcoin But above all else, the news this week in BitCarnage, the crackdown is real. The staking crackdown is just one element of a clear throttling of the crypto economy version 1.0, which has been affected by US authorities in the past week alone. The de facto closure of Paxos in the USA has killed PayPal's stablecoin ambitions, but its impact may be most acutely felt on Binance, who use Paxos for their USD stablecoin token. Back in the parish world of markets, don't forget you can catch all our BitCarnage every day in Exchange Invest, the newsletter that can be in your inbox for only $349 per user year. In the parish of exchanges, as they are traditionally created, TMX Group have announced a proposed five-for-one share split of the Canadian market operator. NICE are planning to compensate brokerage claims after their recent technology glitch, while the CEO of Hong Kong Exchanges, Nicholas Agazan, regarded his visit recently as part of a Hong Kong government delegation. As being a very productive trip to the Middle East, equally Hong Kong Exchange's growing attractiveness as a listing venue for Southeast Asian companies has been highlighted this week by, amongst others, various partners in Allen and Overy, talking to Deal Street Asia. The Turkish Stock Exchange, they of course had a very torrid week, as did all of Turkey, following the horrific earthquake that ripped apart so many lives in the tens of thousands, probably sadly in the hundreds of thousands. Of thousands of dead ultimately on the border between turkey and syria to the southeast of istanbul the turkish stock exchange they halted trading all the way until the 15th of february delighted to say that as we were recording this podcast already borsa istanbul was back underway which was great news that was the first exchange shut down in istanbul for 24 years the president of course having been the 1998 prorogation of the turkish stock market after another enormous earthquake in that fault-rich land. NSE's chief executive, Ashish Kumar, is awaiting a SEBI response in relation to his IPO plans. While the news isn't so good for Chitra Ramkrishna, yes, she got bail in the NSE phone type case. But at the same time, the NSE's Indian Board of Directors has given sanction to the CBI, the Indian Fraud Squad, to prosecute Chitra Ramkrishna over various aspects of the troubled co-location case good news from ccp12 the global body of clearing houses they've welcomed case the kazakhstan exchange as a new observer member and don't forget of course you were able to catch a great interview that i did just a few weeks ago on ipo vid with the ceo of case itself alina aldenbergian Thanks for listening to Exchange Invest Weekly. We welcome your feedback. You can contact me directly, patrick at derivativesvision.com, with any comments. Meanwhile, if you enjoyed this show, we would welcome you giving us a thumbs up. Or, if you have time, a positive review will always be welcome, wherever you find this podcast. Results. It was a very busy week for results in the parish. All the details were, of course, in Exchange Invest Daily in the newsletter. No person can afford to be without in capital markets and market structure. For the sake of this podcast, let's look at a couple of edited highlights. CME, depending on which analyst you listen to, were either as expected or a slight beat to the overall earnings revenue at $1.2 billion. Much more impressive numbers from Deutsche Börse. They saw net revenue increase 24%, EBITDA up also 24%. In deals this week, TPI cap have terminated talks to sell their data unit, Parameta. We'd mentioned some weeks ago in Exchange Invest newsletter that TPI CAP seemed to be shopping their data business in recent months, although investor interest had struck me as somewhat slightly lukewarm. The whole affair, though, is rather weird. But, of course, this is the strange world of TPI CAP. Apparently, according to the TP propaganda, Parameta could be worth £1.5 billion. But the deal has been pulled, apparently because the TP share price has recovered, to a total market cap for the group of just under £1.4 billion. As always, with TPI cap, hashtag it's confusing. Meanwhile, there are reports that Black Knight is going to sell its mortgage loan origination tech business. That's as ICE CEO Jeff Sprecker was reiterating in the ICE quarterly conference call Feb 2nd that he expected the acquisition to close in the first half of this year. But he wasn't commenting further as ICE continues to work with the FTC. Bad news from the Xavier Raleigh-led SPAC, World Quantum Growth Acquisition Corporation, but it was entirely expected if you're a reader and subscriber to Exchange Invest News Daily. WQGAC have announced that they are ultimately looking towards liquidating the company and delisting due to their failure to find a SPAC transaction within the prerequisite time period. Bombay Stock Exchange Group, BSE, they're going to be divesting 2.5% stake in CDSL when that goes public through the OFS route. Meanwhile, if you're looking for some reading coming up to half-term and indeed Easter, don't forget to pick up a copy of my most recent book, Victory or Death, Blockchain, Cryptocurrency and the Fintech World. That book, Victory or Death, is published by DV Books and distributed by Ingram Worldwide. While you're waiting for your copy of Victory or Death to arrive from the good folks of Amazon or other great vendors from around the globe... Don't forget to check out our live stream, Tuesday 6pm London, 1 o'clock New York time. It's the IPOvid live show. Catch the back episodes on LinkedIn and YouTube via IPO-vid. Just recently we had a magnificent show, IPOvid94, straight to the blockchain, with the woman who effectively revolutionised the settlement and digitised it of all stock and bond transactions in South Africa, Monica Singer, and has now moved to much more exciting distributed ledger fields. Coming up this Tuesday, Tim Worstel, expert in many, many aspects of the mineral business and energy overall, as well as multiple other commodities, he's going to be discussing with me what have we got in reserve. You can catch that on Facebook, LinkedIn and YouTube coming this Tuesday at 7pm CET. Product news this week, Sibo Europe derivatives, they're expanding into pan-European single-stock options. CEDX is initially planning to offer equity options to companies from 10 European countries, Belgium, Denmark, Finland, France, Germany, Italy, the Netherlands, Norway, Spain and Sweden. Well, that option's good news, back-to-backs, with the Saudi exchange planning to launch single-stock options in Q2 2023, according to the CEO. Other good news from the resurgent Saudi title will burst this year. The head of the Capital Market Authority, the Kingdom's regulator, said they had 23 companies waiting to go public. While later in the week, the Saudi Exchange CEO himself said he reckons he could have as many as 100 or nearly 100 IPOs this year. In technology news, Deutsche Börse and Google Cloud have announced a strategic partnership to accelerate innovation. Google Cloud will become Dogebase's preferred cloud partner for the next 10 years. DB1 will accelerate the development of its digital securities platform, D7, with Google Cloud's secure infrastructure and leading data and analytics capabilities. And thus, the great distributed cloud game is upon us, ladies and gentlemen, to the west, CME Gloob. As you'll recall, Google invested $1 billion in exchange giant CME to strike a cloud deal with a whole new separate category of stock about a year or so ago. And later, NASDAQ partnered with AWS Equinex. Most recently, the London Stock Exchange Group and Microsoft have joined forces with Microsoft taking a stake. It's interesting DB1 are not diluting their cap table further with any money from the cloud partner. Perhaps the appetite for MA is even lower than the nothing much beyond what happens within the excellent EEX that we have been seeing in recent times from the Deutsche Börse Group, despite protestations from the CEO of DB1 this week that he's talking to many more investment bankers than ever before during his term in office. Great news from BMLL, they're expanding their 15 petabyte lake, they've added the Johannesburg stock. Exchange to their roster of exchange clients. Intriguing South African debut with JSE in South Africa as BMLL adds another continent. Ion, they've brought their clients back online after the ransomware attack. That hasn't stopped, though, the regulatory firmament from worrying and making many great statements about what could be their next major work in progress. Rethink needed to regulate big tech in finance, for instance, said a BIS official just during the course of the last week. Certainly, it's going to be a very big challenge for Andrea Pignataro and his Ion Empire to manage to get the debt-fueled Ion Group, really running again and being trusted by the market. backed meanwhile, they've killed off their consumer app, sunsetting that and focusing on B2B consumer offerings. That's going to be business to business to consumer, so I suppose that's BBC. A pity that Bact didn't break into the consumer market directly, but it still appears a, rather a lost venture in a world of opportunity where its credibility could have underpinned a great success. Instead, since, well, Kelly Loeffler was lost to the parish for her political career, Bact has essentially floundered. Finally, this week in technology news, a group of banks are leading a $65 million investment in a crypto infrastructure firm, Taurus. Regulation news this week, China Daily reports that Chinese authorities are looking at reforms to further facilitate the maturity of the indigenous Chinese capital markets, While in India, stock exchanges are increasing their scrutiny of traders whose exposure exceeds their income. Fascinating move as significant disparities have emerged between declared income of certain investors and traders and how much they are actually managing to trade in stocks and particularly in derivatives. Over in the United Arab Emirates, Dubai's crypto regulator are planning to quadruple headcount in the course of the coming year. Career Path news this week, a Roland Chai, currently EVP at NASDAQ and a member of its clearing board, has been appointed to the board of ISSA. MCX have appointed the ex-Nabard Chief Harsh Kumar Banwala as Chairman and PayPal CEO Dan Schulman is stepping down. Right around the Pacific, there are interesting stirrings in the area of free trade. The free trade bloc, born in 2018, the Comprehensive and Progressive Agreement for Trans-Pacific Partnership (CPTPP), already includes Japan, Vietnam, Malaysia, Singapore, Canada, Mexico, Peru, Chile, Australia, New Zealand, and Brunei. Applicants queuing up to join include Taiwan, Korea, Thailand, Uruguay. Colombia, Ecuador and Costa Rica, with the Philippines also taking an interest. There's also a possible membership application from China, although that is proving a little more politically tricky. However, the most interesting applicant in many ways is more Atlantic in geography, but certainly has huge interests in Asia. The United Kingdom looks to be on a clear track for membership. After the Japanese PM was pushing UK Act session into CPTPP just the other week when he was on a visit to London. Anyway, UK membership, even with the Great British economy in some degree of tatters right now, would add a G7 member economy, as well as bringing the Asian trade bloc to the equivalent of 16% of global GDP. That would make CPTPP equivalent to the US economy and larger than the EU, which could be a shock to the unrelenting Ramon Rejoin fraternity of Europhiles myopic Europhiles, it has to be said, in London. There are some snags to be resolved around agriculture, but nonetheless, the path looks inevitable, and it's beholden on the shambolic UK government to do something, as opposed to the relative stasis, which has become the Tory party watchword these past 13 years. Now, of course, if the UK joined and the US gets over its ongoing isolation, as strongly endorsed by Biden as by the Trumpy one, and they were also to join a process that they effectively began with the TTP, suddenly one-third of world trade enmeshed together would look very, very interesting indeed in these more trade-fragmented times. Above all else, Asia has momentum. Europe As fading past glories. And on that mysterious and magnificent note, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Patrick L. Young. Thank you for listening to this 181st Exchange Invest Weekly podcast. I wish you all a great week in blockchain life and markets.